Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanshi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Go, Drumming, Foster's now Tan, Kenshi, Leap, Mave, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I uh, overwrite my friend's precious childhood memories with uh, everything you could possibly ever need to know about Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Welcome to season five. Very excited to be back. Whole new season. Talking about definitely some of the weirder characters in the history of Mortal Kombat. Got a very special guest. Uh, my friend from Twitter, from Reductress, writer Emilia Elizalde. Hello, Amelia. How are you? I already asked you how you were earlier before we started recording, but, you know, for the sake of the audience getting to know how you're doing, how are you? I want the audience to know that I am fine. Great. Hey, who could ask for anything more these days, am I right? Nobody. Nobody could and they shouldn't. Someone listening to this in, like, 2024 is going to be like, wow, what, what does that mean? What was happening? They're not going to remember. They'll, they'll know. <laughs> None of us will remember. Four Just years. A collective forgetting of what 2020 was. That would be terrific, actually. I'd be kind of cool with that. I would um, love if we all got our brain wiped. That would be a lovely yeah. conclusion. If I could just hold on to like a couple of small wins in the birth of my child and yeah. keep nothing else from this year, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be good to go. I would hold on to the birth of your child. Yeah, I'd, I'd hold on to that. That was a hell of a day. Boy, they don't tell you, but having a kid is pretty intense. They should talk about that more. People should talk, people should talk about that more. Um, Amelia, before we start talking about the character that we're talking about today, who I will say up front is um, one of the most significant characters in all of Mortal Kombat. This is a big one. This is a, this is a, this is a big boy. Um, but before we get into it, I want to ask you, do you have any history whatsoever with Mortal Kombat? Have you ever played the Mortal Kombat games? Do you know much about MK? I was thinking about this, and I think in the year 2015, I watched over an ex-boyfriend's shoulder as he played it with a roommate. Mm-hmm. That is it. Okay. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. 2015. I'm trying to think of which. That probably would have been Mortal Kombat X. Sure. Is my guess. I think that's the year it came out. Was it like pretty gray and brown? Oh, I don't remember. Is it supposed to be? Is that how yeah, they probably. wanted it? No, yeah, that one was like kind of dark looking, a little muddy. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of of the look of Mortal Kombat. I, I like the more colorful, uh, colorful Mortal Kombats. But I'm thinking 2015. That's probably what they were playing, unless they were into like you know the older, the older Mortal Kombat games. They're purists, you know? Yeah, that's how I describe them, as purists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, okay, so, so you know, 
I'll I'll file that under not really any any familiarity with Mortal Kombat, which is good because to understand the the character we're talking about today, we're gonna we're gonna be going deep. We're gonna be going to the root. So you're you're really gonna learn everything there is to know. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, you're gonna leave with a, a phenomenal foundation of Mortal Kombat knowledge. But just the one guy. Which I'm sure right? is something you've always wanted. Just the one guy, yeah. But you know, it's really it's like a, a Forrest Gump situation, right? We're going from we're going throughout history. Vietnam War. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to the Vietnam War. Um, we're going to be on Lieutenant Dan's uh, boat. Um, oh, is shrimping. he in this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lieutenant Dan's in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's legs, Lieutenant Dan, though. Oh, that's how we lost yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, it sick. was Goro. Goro ripped them off. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's good. That's good to know. Um, so we're going to be going pretty deep. But before we do take that deep dive, uh, every season of Mortal Podcast has um, a theme, a theme that kind of binds the characters that are introduced in that season together. I, I kind of go game by game. So like the first season of Mortal Kombat, I talked about the characters who first appeared in Mortal Kombat 1. This is season 5. I'm talking about the characters that were introduced in the game, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, the fifth Mortal Kombat game. Um, and one thing that I noticed that tied all of those characters together is that they're all a part in some way of a uh, deadly alliance. Hmm. So I ask you, Amelia, has there been a time in your life that you've been a part of what you would consider a deadly alliance? Um, yes, I would say in middle school, I had three friends and we all had matching necklaces and it was objectively wow. terrifying to everybody else, I think. Whoa, what did the necklaces, did, did they like say something? No, they were uh, different colored hearts, but it was, it was mm. ominous feeling, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. Were you bullies? No, we were, <laughs> we were just having a good time. Okay. Yeah. So you never bullied anyone, you just like no. had your necklaces. We you just. Didn't, like no one had to get like jumped in to wear the necklace or like. No, I mean, nobody else was allowed to wear them. But we didn't, you know, we, we were nice ladies. If you saw, let's say hypothetically at that time, another girl showed up at school wearing a heart necklace because she thought that you were cool and she wanted to like feel included. Mm-hmm. What would have happened to her? Oh, what would have happened to her? <laughs> you know, she'd been welcomed in with open <laughs> arms or like. You know what? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. She would have been welcomed. We would have been super nice about it, I'm sure. Cool. I just, I'm asking because I asked about a deadly alliance you were a part of, and you immediately went to this girl gang, and I just, (laughs) it feels like something happened. Like, I don't, you know, if there's like a sleepers situation here where it's like you got into some mischief that accidentally led to manslaughter and you legally can't bring it up on a podcast i understand but i'm just like look (laughs) (laughs) oh man nobody died but maybe no one died maybe inside i don't know i don't know okay all right look it's middle school things happen it was the early aughts nobody was safe it was the early aughts you know we're all it was low-rise jeans and uh high-rise jean jackets post and 9/11. jean hats it's post 9 11 yeah um you know everything was jeans and it was a tough time everything was jeans and everyone was hurt <laughs> are you still in touch with the the heart uh necklaces absolutely none of them 
Not at all. <laughs> None. <laughs> wow. Do you no. still have your heart necklace? I do not. No, I, I tried to burn it and it wouldn't burn. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun to think about. If you had to take your like best guess at where that necklace is right now. Uh, I'm going to say my dad's first ex-boyfriend's house. And that's a, that's a whole other story. That makes sense, though. Yeah. I, I, can, I can track that narrative of how that <laughs> would be where that is. Yeah, you know. Uh, anyway, what was the next question? Oh, so the next question is, uh, we're out of questions. It's time oh, to good. talk about Blaze. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, uh, we're talking about a character named Blaze today. Blaze, is, uh, he's got a fascinating history with Mortal Kombat that I think kind of paints um, a pretty good picture of, of how lore in Mortal Kombat works. I'm sure if there's anything you do know about the series it's that it's just a fighting game series you pick a character and then you beat up the other character that's the game mm -hmm. that said the the narrative of mortal kombat goes deep and real mortal kombat heads uh they love they love the story they love the details and so blaze is a character that actually appeared in the background of a level in mortal kombat 2 you could fight in a level in mortal kombat 2 and in the background you could see a guy that was kind of on fire um, and you could see him fighting another dude, and that was kind of it for many, many years. Blaze did not appear at all again until Mortal Kombat 5, which was, I think, a full decade later, maybe more than a decade later. Is he always on fire? Um, Just like... He is. He's, he's kind of like a typical hunk-shaped um, creature who is made of lava and molten rock and fire. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is the perfect man. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> is he like um, triangle shaped? Is he triangle shaped? Oh, you mean like does he have like is he like is thick he like, at the bottom and like yeah. got a little pinhead? No, he he's kind of broad shouldered. Is that your ideal man? <laughs> is triangle shaped? Yeah, Club tiny feet, head, um, wide thick hips. thighs, yeah. tiny head. Yeah. <laughs> He's an inverted triangle, then. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's an inverted triangle. Okay. Maybe that's what you meant. I'm on board. Yeah. Actually, you know, no, I think he's kind of, he's got like a leg day vibe. I think he's, he's, he's just kind of built. He's beefy. He's like wrestler, pro wrestler shape. Okay, he's just hot. Yeah, he's just hot in a, in a um, sensual and literal sense. Mm. Good for Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for Blaze. It's lucky that he's um, named that. It is. Well, so originally the, the nickname he was given. So like, here's kind of, here's how like Mortal Kombat works, right? In Mortal Kombat 2, these two little characters are fighting in the background and you're not supposed to really care. They're kind of <laughs> just like cool set dressing. The fans were like, all right, who are those two guys? There's a mystery we have to solve. Let's dig in. For some reason, I, I believe the code name for Blaze at that time was Torch. Hmm. And then... Um, the creators of Mortal Kombat were like, we'll call him Torch when we introduce him in the main games. And then Marvel was like, you will not. We have a character named the Human Torch. And they were like, then he is named Blaze. But the guy that Blaze is fighting in the background, I love this, was dubbed by fans Hornbuckle. Horn For reasons buckle? I'll never understand. Horn. Hornbuckle. Got it. Hornbuckle. I like Hornbuckle better, but <laughs> yeah. He was named Hornbuckle. Nobody knows why. That character never reappeared. Um, 
well, this is like the nature of of like story in Mortal Kombat. People saw this little fire guy in the background. People started talking about the fire guy, and so the creators of Mortal Kombat eventually brought him into the narrative of the games and made him so important that he basically takes over the story for like three of the Mortal Kombat games. Go off, Blaze. In a row. Go off, Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how Blaze came to be a part of the narrative of Mortal Kombat. Now let's let's dip into his perspective and let's kind of figure out who this guy is because I think you'll find that um, it's a pretty tragic tale, to be honest. Yeah, if you're on fire Blaise. your whole life, doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah, um, lucky for Blaze, he's it's kind of his nature to be made out of fire. He likes it. It's a good thing for him. Okay. It's, not, it's not a torture thing necessarily. So... To really understand Blaze, um, we have to go back to uh, the dawn of time. Um, there was <laughs> the root of like the Mortal Kombat mythology is that the dawn of time, there was the one being, you know, God, whatever. Is this a Christian um, but game? Then, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that said, uh, Lucifer is canon in Mortal Kombat, but not Jesus. Um, Jesus is not. But in not game. Jesus. Okay. No, Jesus, um, actually, as far as I know, Jesus does not exist in, in Mortal Kombat lore Ooh. at all. <laughs> um, but I would like to see if there's a way to integrate him. I'd like to know about it. Um, <laughs> so there was the one being, the, like, creator, or, uh, well, I don't know. I guess, like, Dawn of Time, big empty celestial space, right? Mm -hmm. There's the one being, this massive celestial being. And then separately from the one being, there's the Elder Gods. That are like a pantheon of gods. So both of these things exist simultaneously. And is that like There's a Lovecraft like, thing, or is that just like a like a Greek god panel kind of thing? It's it's like yeah, it's more Greek god, I'd okay. say. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a, a handful of a handful of gods with like fun names um, who have magic. Cool. And uh, the one being was kind of existing, feeding off the energy of the elder gods it was like this parasitic relationship at like the dawn of time nothing else existed the world didn't exist there was nothing else the elder gods got sick of having their energy sapped by the one being so uh they made these weapons called kamidogu daggers and they hacked the one being into billions of pieces and those billions of pieces became the realms um which in a more comprehensible parlance is like the dimensions so Reality as we know it mm -hmm. is just one realm, is Earth realm. Like our world is Earth realm. The entire universe, all the planets, that's all just Earth realm. You can cross over to another dimension, which would be like another little piece of the one being, and that would be another dimension called like Outworld that looks like a big epic fantasy land. And then you could go to like another realm called like Edenia that's like an Eden. And so basically created all these dimensions um that are all pieces of the one being and the elder gods were like this is a way better setup for us now we can rule over these realms it'll be super fun um and the one being can't sap our energy anymore and we get to be in control amazing the pro it was you know an amazing plan and it makes a lot of sense in theory but a problem presented itself pretty quickly it does make a lot of sense in theory yeah it makes like a lot of sense yeah. in theory <laughs> It's smart. It's enterprising. It's mm -hmm. the kind of thing a god would totally do. I get it. Unfortunately, as soon as life started to spring up in these realms, inevitably, some conqueror would find a way to discover that there were other dimensions and then try to conquer those dimensions 
and try to merge the realms together. On a small scale, you could say that's just how people are, right? It's colonization. It's always baby. an Alexander the Great. Yeah. There's always colonization. There's always someone who wants to conquer everything, wants to be the big boy in charge. Um, in a like Lovecraftian sense, mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier, you could say that was the will of the one being trying to pull themselves back together again. So the Elder God saw that as like a problem. Mm-hmm. They were like, if someone ever succeeded in like merging all the realms, the one being would be back and the one being would be so mad at us for stabbing yeah. the one being a billion times. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be, be nice. pissed. Yeah. So they decided to institute the Mortal Kombat tournament. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> A fighting tournament that would help keep the realms from merging. Um, every, in order to merge one realm with another, you'd have to win 10 uh, Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row, uh, fighting tournaments against another realm, and only then could you conquer it. And so that was like a stopgap to make it too hard to conquer all of the realms. Um, to help with that plan, they created sub-gods, kind of like their children, more or less, and assigned, like, a god to each realm to be, like, the coach, to, like, coach the Mortal Kombat fighters. Okay. In case they were ever attacked, right? So, Earth, we got this guy named Raiden. He's the lightning guy with the big hat. You may have seen him at some point. I have not, but um, I'm with you. You get it. He's got lightning a big guy, hat. Big hat. He's got a big hat, and he's got lightning power. Oh, cool. Okay. And he's, and he's the protector of Earth realm. Um, and then there's the people who created our friend Blaze, uh, these two gods named Delia and Argus, who were, uh, a couple and they were protecting the realm of Edenia, which is a beautiful place. It's like an Eden. Everyone there's hot. Everyone there has magic. It's a very heteronormative Um, game. Uh, it was for a long time. It's not now. Mortal, Mortal Kombat got a lot gayer recently. Um, that's but for a long time, yeah, it was, it was pretty binary and it was pretty uh, heteronormative. But you know, that's in the 90s, so that's early true. 2000s. It's post 9-11, everything was jeans and we were super heteronormative. And, Everybody's straight, baby. Um, Everybody wearing jeans. Yeah. 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 Boys in jeans, girls in jeans, nothing else. That's um, it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so Delia and Argus were the gods who were watching over Edenia. And um, the first time that they got attacked, as they knew would happen, by another realm, um, it was this realm called Outworld uh, that was led by this evil god named Shao Kahn. The first time they got attacked, they were like, look, this is a, this is a problem, right? If, if uh, realms are going to constantly be training fighters to attack other realms, eventually you're going to wind up with like way too many very, very, very powerful warriors in every realm because it's like it's the it's the nuclear arms race problem right if you make a nuke over here someone's gonna make a nuke over there soon everyone's got nukes and the whole world ends yeah it's just a typical uh mortal combat fighter arms race i have a question (laughs) yeah are there any weak people in this in this world oh yeah there's lots of just normies are there like nerds yeah, there's plenty of nerds. It's kind of fun because um, it, the way that Mortal Kombat works presupposes that, like, all these dimensions are just other, you know, it's like just another version of our world. Our world just has the most, like, regular humans, but, like, Outworld, where Shao Kahn is 
uh, attacking from when he attacks Edenia. Outworld is like Mad Max meets Lord of the Rings. It's like a normal person there is like a barbarian centaur. Okay. Or like a half dragon four-armed beefcake warrior. Um, but like here, a normal person is just like a dude. There's one, like one of the, one of the, uh, most prominent Mortal Kombat characters is just like a movie star (laughs) from Hollywood named Johnny Cage, who, uh, is kind of based on Jean-Claude Van Damme. (laughs) He's just a dude. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but then, you know, there's also just like normal people that don't even know that Mortal Kombat is a thing or that there are other realms. In the case of Edenia, everyone's kind of a hot wizard. So, like, a normal person is just, like, a normal hot wizard who doesn't get involved in Mortal Kombat tournaments. Damn, our realm sucks. Yeah, we definitely have the suckiest realm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Nether Realm, which is basically, like, if hell was a dimension. So, like, they just have demons who just, like, kind of grow up and live there and just, like, do their thing and don't get involved in, like, interdimensional conflicts. They're just... They're just demons living their lives. That's, I mean, what do you got to get involved in? You're in hell. Sure. You're, you're just, out. you know, doing demon stuff. Cool. Yeah. Great. <laughs> the nether realm, I was like, uh, the Netherlands? Okay. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just the <laughs> Netherlands if it was a whole dimension. So everyone likes, you know, loot fisk and uh, licorice and, you know. Everybody's blonde. Lives their lives. Yeah. Everyone wears cozy, cozy uh, knitwear. <laughs> they really they really figured stuff out over there. Yeah. Yeah, the Scandinavians really know what's up. Anyway, back to hell. Back to hell. Uh well actually, you know, back to Eden. Oh yeah. So so Del- Delia and Argus, they're protecting Edenia. Edenia gets attacked by another realm in a Mortal Kombat tournament. They lose ten Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row. They're going to get merged with Outworld. This guy, Shao Kahn, who's like a horrifying warlord, is going to kill everyone in Edenia, including Delia and Argus. And they're like, this is, this is bad. Sure. Our realm is going to fall, but pretty soon every realm is going to fall because everyone will get too powerful. The one being will come back. All of this will be for nothing. The elder guys didn't think this through. So they come up with a real harebrained scheme. (laughs) (laughs) These guys, they, yeah, there's there's so many names getting thrown at you right now. You're, you're doing great. I just want to say. Thank you so much. <laughs> it requires knowing about 100 people just to get to the part where Blaze is uh, born. So in, their, in their fleeting moment before death, Delia and Argus are like, all right, we need to, we need to set some things in motion to try to save the world in the future because our days are numbered. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to create an insanely powerful being who is capable of consuming the realms themselves and bringing forth Armageddon if he wants to. And his name will be Blaze. (laughs) So he eats worlds. Blaze is a world eater. He's he's an elemental, which means he's a being of pure flame who can control flame. And I think because he's an elemental, that's what basically gives him the ability to like... You know, if you can control flames, that's something that exists across every realm and, I don't know, something, something of Armageddon. Perfect, yeah. Um, so they're like, we'll create this world consumer, but, but we will make it so that he's capable of bringing forth Armageddon and destroying the realms before the one being could be reborn. Or 
if defeated in battle by somebody else, then the person who defeats Blaze would absorb that power, and then they would have the ability to remake, destroy, control the realms as they please. They would essentially become the real person in charge of all of the realms, more so even than the Elder Gods. Um, and so, like, a great responsibility would fall on their shoulders, and they were like, that's a better ending to all of this than... Um, every fighter in every realm just getting way too powerful and eventually bringing forth an Armageddon and bringing the one being back. And like, it's better to like, in the future, someone will be really good at fighting. They'll defeat Blaze and then they'll be in charge and they'll be able to make better decisions than the Elder Gods did. I see. So if you, if you eat Uh, Blaze, you are, you're the big guy. If you eat Blaze, you're the big guy. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. They're like, this is how we maintain control. This is how we control the inevitable. So Blaze is born. But to take it a step further, Argus and Delia are like, Blaze, we don't want to destroy the world right now. Um, we want to give the realms a chance. You know, that's not on us. We mm. want to give the realms a chance to exist until the day comes that all of the world's fighters are way too powerful. That'll be the day that you go, okay, things got out of hand. I'll, I'm going to hit the reset button or I'm going to make someone else in charge. So they're like, in the meantime, Blaze, here's what we want you to do. We're going to cryogenically freeze our sons. <laughs> These guys are just <laughs> killing it with the plans. Yeah, they're like, and this is all happening in like moments as like there's an army rushing their castle and they're like, all right, quick, we got to think of something. Make a big elemental monster. He'll destroy the worlds. And then if he's defeated, that person will be in control. Wait, we got to cryogenically freeze our sons. What about using your words? What about talking yeah. it out? Let's get down there and talk to Shao Kahn, you know? Reason with the guy. No, freeze your son. What do you son. want to defeat us for? Yeah. They decide, let's put our sons in the freezer. Taven and Dagon are <laughs> horribly named children. <laughs> okay. We're going to pop Taven and Dagon in the cryogenic freezer. We're going to hide them in Earthrealm, another dimension. We're going to put two dragons in charge of guarding them named Karo and Orin, and the dragons will keep our sons safe in their cryo chamber. And then Blaze, you will wander the realms, monitoring the power of all of the universe's fighters to decide when they're all too powerful. I don't know what this threshold was or how he was supposed to judge this. So Blaze is a narc. Blaze is like a hall monitor. Yeah, they're like, Blaze, we need you to be a, a, a Mortal Kombat hall monitor. Wander the realms, monitor everyone's fighting abilities, and when everyone gets too powerful, now what I'm about to say is exactly how it's phrased in canon, you will do a psychic scream (laughs) that, (laughs) through your telekinetic connection, Mm -hmm. will alert the dragons Mm -hmm. to awaken our sons, and then you will fight our sons, and that way one of our sons we'll be in charge of the realms because we trust our sons more than some rando in the future. Blaze is getting a raw deal out of all of this. Yeah. It's not a nice thing to do no. to bring someone into this world and just say like, you're going to be a hall monitor until one of our sons can beat your ass. Damn. And then you will die. <laughs> kind of the unpaid yeah. intern of the Mortal Kombat universe. I think that's a very fair thing to say blaze is the unpaid intern of the mortal Kombat. nepotism rampant Mm -hmm. it's brutal it's terrible you know it's nepotism 
uh, in support of Taven and Dagon, but in a sense, is Blaze not their son as well? Well, Blaze apparently not. Yeah, not in their eyes. Blaze is like, all right, mom and dad, thanks for birthing me. What do you want me to do? Jeez. And they're like, be a hall monitor, die. Let our real sons beat you up. Damn. Wait, and so they're Tagen and Blagan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taven and uh, Dagon. I want to say this was 2007. It has like Brayden Jaden energy to me a little bit. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, this is like, you know, not too far out from Daria. So it's in that like Skylar and Kyler territory. It's like I the see. next the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Alright, so Taven and Dagon go in a little freezer, get their dragon babysitters, get sent to Earthrealm, get buried, Blaze wanders the realms for several millennia. <laughs> he watches Mortal Kombat tournaments come and go. He checks in every once in a while on his little godsicles in their cryogenic chamber. Um, you know, just ready to wake them at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. And uh, Blaze is noticing, you know, millennia pass. And Blaze is like, mm, Universe's fighters are getting pretty powerful. Not powerful enough yet, but we're almost there. Uh -oh. And he's, he's like getting ready. He's like, any day now, I'm going to wake up those boys. And then he gets ambushed one day no. by a cult, a cult of monks sure. <laughs> who, who worship this guy named Onaga, the dragon king, mm -hmm. a, a necromancer and dragon man who uh, actually once ruled over Outworld like before Shao Kahn even. He's a dragon um, or he's like a, like a dragon guy? Here's the thing. I'm never going to get a clear answer on this. I've tried to figure it out. You don't know? The dragons that are in charge of Taven and Dagon look like a pretty, they look like pretty typical dragons. Okay. They, they got the snake body. They got the little arms and leggies. Um, they're, t they're classic Asian dragons. Uh, now, Dragon King Onaga, he looks like a real beefy boy. Like, he's got, he's got like, big tube-like arms and legs mm. he's wide as hell <laughs> he's man-shaped he's bipedal he's okay. got like he, he's got like a tiny little head on top of a big thick body but he's just called a dragon so i don't know what the differentiation is between the kind of dragon he is and the kind of dragons that like orin and caro the the god boy gods so he just told are. people that he's a dragon and everyone was like yeah sure whatever dude he look he looks dragon-esque okay he's got scales he's a weird looking he's got, guy yeah he's got claws he's got fangs he's got i think horns or it might just be his hat hard to say okay um but uh yeah i don't know he's also a dragon but this is like this is like petty shit this is like so below um onaga's pay grade because or sorry below uh blaze's pay grade because like this is the dude who was like the emperor of outworld not the god of outworld not like an elder god he was just like the president of outworld and then shao khan the dude who had invaded idenia way back when 
like assassinated him and like took over. So like this is a guy from like way way back in the past who like is pretty insignificant. And this cult that's very dedicated to him thousands of years later, just like, you know, throws a burlap sack over Blaze's head, tosses him in a van, and then, like, drives him into this uh, old cavern. Not literally a van, but um, <laughs> brings, him, brings him to this cavern where there's a, a dragon egg, the last dragon egg. Dragons are pretty much extinct at this point. Did this guy than, lay an egg? Two. I don't... Th- think so okay <laughs> just checking but they were <laughs> another thing look i don't know where this dragon egg came from i don't know whose egg this is they found the last dragon egg and they're like we're working on we're working on finding a way to resurrect onaga using the last dragon egg so they're like we're they do a spell and they basically commit blaze's soul to protecting this dragon egg and he's like, wait, what the fuck? This isn't why I'm here. What's yeah. going on? And uh, they just bail. And he's just left, like, protecting this dragon egg. Um, Blaze For years. Left. He really does. No medical, It's just no everyone dental. wants to use him. Damn. Yeah. Everyone wants to use him and no one treats him like a person. But he is, like, totally sentient. He's just like a, he's like a guy. <laughs> Sounds like he needs a good woman in his life. Are, yeah who's willing to step up yeah it seems a little dangerous it seems broody hunky <laughs> yeah beleaguered i'm in he is made of lava so like you have to be like fire resistant i can change him i guess <laughs> i believe in you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you have what it takes Thank i mean you. if you were able to roll with the heart necklace gang back in the day i feel I mean, like you've got thick enough skin to be resistant to the lava skin of place may or may not have killed people we don't know yeah it's hard to say (laughs) (laughs) so so blaze has imprinted on an egg blaze is imprinted on an egg he's guarding this egg years pass and finally someone comes down to his egg hole and hatches the egg and becomes a vessel for, for Onaga. And Onaga is like totally resurrected. But whatever, who gives a shit? Blaze mm-hmm. is free. He's like, dude, I don't know you. Whatever. Peace. So Blaze leaves having wasted years of his life. But it's been so long, he's like, I no longer recall my mission. Because my connection, my telepathic connection to the dragons was severed. Mm. And I was just like, my soul was bound to this egg. I don't remember. What was it I was supposed to be doing? What's my <laughs> job again? <laughs> So he wanders for a while, just kind of like lost and confused, you know, wandering through random villages, wandering through like Earth realm, you know, probably wander through like the streets of Chicago and people yeah. are like, what the fuck? That guy's on fire. And he's like, hey, do you guys know what I'm supposed to be doing? I don't remember what I'm supposed to be doing. He goes to New York. Um, nobody cares. Yeah, he goes to New York. Everyone's like, just right. another day in the Big <laughs> Apple. <laughs> yeah. Walk down Hollywood Boulevard tourists take photos with him um poor blaze and eventually eventually he comes across this one kind man named shujinko who's like hey dude how's it going and he's like i'm blaze i don't remember who i am (laughs) do you have like a memory potion or something and shujinko's like i do and he gives him a memory potion and he drinks it (laughs) it's convenient yeah it's uh look there was like this one game where there was like a story mode where they were like we want to get every mortal Kombat character into this like little 
you know, half-assed RPG story mode. This is actually super fun to play. And uh, because of that, they were like, we got to get Blaze in there somehow, right? So there's just like one moment where it's like you could walk down a street and see Blaze and he's like, do you have a memory potion? And you just collected one. So you're like, yep. And he's like, thanks. And then you just walk away. So now that's a part of Blaze's story and it's just canon and it has to go here. So, well, so Blaze gets the memory potion and immediately goes, oh no, shit, fuck the little, the God, the frozen boys. <laughs> and so Blaze uh, looks around and is like, oh, everyone's really strong. It's definitely too late. And he lets loose his psychic scream. And the dragons are like, um. Uh. So Blaze runs back to where the boys have been frozen and finds that the dragons fucked up. When the telepathic connection was severed, they one of them immediately woke Dagon up. And was like, I guess that's the signal. And so Dagon's just been kicking around for centuries, like out in the open like baby's day out just having adventures getting in mischief home alone style um home alone style he was stopping the wet bandits from Damn. you know robbing his house he meets um, donald trump yeah he bumps into donald trump and he's like probably never hear your name again <laughs> waka waka and then <laughs> uh taven literally like his dragon is like oh i woke taven up like a week ago i just figured like i hadn't heard from you in a while i didn't know what was up dagon had been doing his thing i felt bad i was like taven's not getting to hang out and like enjoy life he didn't wake his so, brother up yeah like day the other dragon woke up dagon and then the the other other dragon was like i'm not waking taven up you don't know that that was the signal just because we told we were told to wait for a scream i see he was the more like cautious yeah Kara was like hold up a minute <laughs> And, um, yeah, so Taven, like, just woke up, and, and Blaze is just like, shit, shit, god, what do I do? I don't know, uh, so he, like, looks around, um, he's like, it's, t- it's Armageddon time, it, this mm-hmm. has to pop off right now, I don't know where Dagon, Dagon is, I don't know where Taven's at, he eventually tracks them down, sees that Dagon is, like, fully under the influence of some evil force, he's, he, like, created a gang, he's, like, gone totally bad boy. Taven, meanwhile, is wandering around like, where's my family? I haven't seen them since I got frozen. Do you know where my parents are? He's like, ooh, Taven, buddy. Sorry. Time to start a gang. Yeah. He's like, you should do what your brother did. Just start a gang. So he rounds up Taven and Dagon, and he brings them to where he was supposed to bring them for their big fight, um, which is the ruins of Edenia. So both of them are like, what? Our home was destroyed? thousands of years ago we've been frozen for how long little buddies Mm -hmm. and he he raises the pyramid of argus which used to be the home of their dad the god argus before he was you know decapitated Mm -hmm. and um he says all right guys it's time to fight and then one of you is gonna have to fight me at this pyramid um and so they start to fight each other to the death. Taven is like, huh? I don't want to fight. And Dagon's like, I'm already bad. I'm ready to fight. Let's fucking do this, bro. And so he pulls out his swords. And these two brothers are going to have to fight each other first to see who's going to fight Blaze. Got it. And um, while they're fighting at the top of this pyramid, all of the fighters from all of the realms gather at the bottom of the pyramid and start fighting each other as they try to rush to the top to fight Blaze first because they all want to fight blaze they all want to become the controller of all of the realms because like i said blaze he waited too long everyone got really powerful already so there's just like 
big battle happening at the bottom of this pyramid. You know, that movie star is there. The lightning power god mm-hmm. is there. There's just like a cop from the NYPD named Stryker is there. There's oh, like good. the centaurs there. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone's fighting at the bottom of this pyramid. And the Frozen brothers are fighting at the top of this pyramid. And Blaze is just watching like, this is like, this, is, this isn't what I was, this is a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. Ugh, and he so, hates his life. Yeah. So Taven, the good boy, succeeds in, in killing his brother in self-defense in this fight. He's like, I don't want to fight my brother. I just found out my whole family's gone. And he has no choice. He runs his brother through. He kills Dagon. And then Blaze is like, all right, man time to eat me i guess um you know or let armageddon happen and taven he takes a look at his brother dead on the ground and he takes a look at blaze and he's like i don't want to do this i feel bad enough this whole thing destroyed my family i don't want to be in control of the realms i don't want any of this i like that he waited until after he killed his brother to do this whole speech yeah I think it was like a not not a crime of passion necessarily, but like a self defense thing, right? Yeah. Like his brother's like lunging at him with a sword, and he's like, "No!" and like you know, sticks his arm out with his sword, and oops. It's kind of your classic brother situation. Yeah, classic like brother was foisted on his own brother tard. That doesn't sound right, petard. <laughs> no, I like yeah, it's a petard, petard thing. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> his brother got foisted his brother's dead he, he doesn't feel good about it Taven walks away and then Blaze is like well shit what am I supposed to do now and he looks down the pyramid and all these people are rushing up to the top of the pyramid to kill him oh, no. to take his power and Blaze is like oh no oh no oh no oh no and then in the cruelest twist of fate possible the person who makes it to the top of the pyramid first is none other than Shao Kahn, the guy who had invaded Edenia in the first place. Oh my Who Blaze was created to stop. Oh Shao Kahn God. gets up there, immediately consumes Blaze's power, murders Blaze. Just like... And so the last... Immediately? Instant. Instantly. Damn. He has a big old warhammer. He smashes him like a Gallagher watermelon <laughs> and consumes his power. <laughs> And uh, that's it. Blaze's entire life was pointless. It was for that's, nothing. That's because it? after thousands of years, that's it for Blaze. That's a that's a day in picture app on Blaze. Blaze's, <laughs> Blaze's story ends there. Um, and if you want to look at what happens beyond Blaze's lifetime, um, in, in possibly an even crueler tw- <laughs> twist of fate, Raiden. The god who was, you know, supposed to protect Earth. He's been Shao Kahn's rival throughout all of this. He makes it to the top of the pyramid before Shao Kahn can, like, finish destroying reality. Mm-hmm. And Raiden, in a in a single moment, is like, what could I do now? You know, Shao Kahn's too powerful. Shao Kahn just consumed Blaze. Shao Kahn is going to be able to destroy and remake the realms in his image. He's more powerful even than the Elder Gods. Raiden sends a message back in time to his younger self to basically warn his younger self to set events in motion to stop this battle from ever happening. Okay. And it essentially creates a new timeline in which um, 
there was no battle of Armageddon. There was no battle at this pyramid. And Taven and Dagon become completely insignificant. And so Blaze's life is rendered even more meaningless in this oh other timeline. Blaze yeah. needs to sue. Blaze, at the very least, deserves a hefty settlement, I think, from from the gods. And then if you want to go over their heads, the elder gods. Yeah. I would say so. And then so the NYPD cop guy, like there there's just a cop. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy named Stryker. Um basically the way it works is like every generation there's like, you know, thirteen or so fighters in each realm that are kind of earmarked as like, you'll be one of the people that fights in the Mortal Kombat tournament mm-hmm. if we get attacked in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um he was like one of them. But he didn't find out until uh, there's this whole invasion of Earthrealm that happens where a big, like, uh, soul hole, like, opens up in the sky and creates a soul hole. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Um, This, like, big hole opens up and a soul NATO comes down. It's Mm -hmm. a tornado of souls. It starts sucking up all the souls of everyone in the world. So it's like he's just kind of hanging out doing cop stuff. And then all of a sudden, everyone disappears around him. And then, like, centaurs and dragons and, like, ninjas and robots start coming to, like, murder him in these, mm-hmm. like, death squads sent by Shao Kahn. And he's like, what the fuck? What's happening? And uh, he gets drawn into, you know, this interdimensional conflict and uh, doesn't really do much of anything. Yeah, typical. Yeah. In typical cop fashion, he yeah. just does a lot of brutality and then it was all for nothing. Great. Yeah. <laughs> And the movie star's power is, like, his power is being famous. So, like, in the beginning, his power is that everyone uh, doesn't believe he does his own stunts (laughs) and doesn't believe he's really a great martial artist. Are you for real? And he proves, yeah, and he proves that he is actually a really great martial (laughs) artist because he goes and is, like, so good at fighting that he can defeat, like, ninjas with uh ice powers from other dimensions and like you know four-armed half dragon warriors um and then eventually they reveal that really the reason he's so capable is that he's the descendant of a uh, mediterranean war cult nepotism strikes again it does i don't know why they had to do this (laughs) but they they retconned it so that he had he has uh ancient war cult green green magic it's mm. specifically green magic yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah and then he, he he winds up marrying uh this like high-tech military operative named sonia blade and they have a daughter who also has green magic sonia blade and becomes a part of this conflict <laughs> yeah i love how much like <laughs> monogamous marriage there is in this like i know that's very it gets funny. really sappy yeah in the most recent they just had like some downloadable characters added to like the most recent game and one of them is like a character whose whole deal is that she's like an angry clone who is a hybrid of like an edenian so like a hot wizard mm-hmm. and these like crazed um you know creatures who live in like the middle of the desert and cannibalize each other she's like a hybrid of their dna so she's just uh basically the whole idea being that she's got a sexy body and wears a mask and when she takes the mask off she has like fangs and will straight up like eat your flesh oh girl Um, boss vibe they 
Oh yeah, she's a major girl boss, and they in that she also becomes an emperor of Outworld. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, they added her to like the most recent game, just as like fan service, as like a downloadable character, and then in her ending, reveal that um she marries and has a child with this like other Edenian woman who um they just like they're like oh okay so like she's gay and she wipes up and she has a kid and uh lives happily ever after it was Hell like yeah. the end that they gave her so there's just a never even even now that the game is definitely less heteronormative they definitely do love to pair people up yeah and give them give them a nice little love story and a nuclear family well I'm happy for her. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think the next step is we need, you know, more polyamory. Um, yeah, you'd in, think they could figure that out. Relationships. Yeah. I want to see, like, a god and a centaur and, a, um, you know, a cryomancer and a, a movie star get together and, and raise a child together. Me too. They should have, like, or, a little... Or, like, ten adventure. children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So mm-hmm. Blaze is done for. That's it. That's Jeez. Blaze. He he's he's created to have more significance than maybe any being in the universe. In that the the future of literally everyone going all the way up to the elder gods and the one being themselves sits on their shoulders. And then because um best laid plans never work out, um ultimately he serves to accomplish nothing so you could say that blaze is like your classic millennial yes he has all the promise in the world you know everything mm-hmm. is is built up for him to succeed and then outside forces mm-hmm. just decimate him yeah it's true the choices of generations and generations before blaze Damn. seal blaze's fate and so um not unlike a millennial, he just kind of hangs around to watch the world get worse and worse until he eventually finds out he was able to affect basically no change <laughs> because of choices made by generations before him. Wow. Bleak. Bleak. Fucking blaze, man. <laughs> but, you know, there's a totally different timeline where... The interesting thing about the other timeline is that it resets after Blaze's creation. So in theory, Blaze is in this timeline. But it still doesn't work out and, for him. Well, just to give you a little recap of mm-hmm. this other timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Shao Kahn is summarily defeated before he ever makes it anywhere near this Battle of Armageddon. Um, Taven and Dagon are murdered in their cryo chambers before they can even be unfrozen. Um, it's good. I don't like and those guys. There is not imbalance because um, all of the right people die to basically make it so there aren't too many powerful warriors trying to conquer the realms. Instead, the realms kind of like form a, a bit of an allyship mm-hmm. among them. And so, in theory, in that timeline, Blaze is just off the hook and gets to like live his best life. And because he doesn't appear in any games after that timeline reset, one could extrapolate that Blaze finds someone who can fix him, an Amelia type, <sighs> yes, perhaps. Everyone needs one. And 
Yeah, and just says like fuck the whole interdimensional conflict thing. I'm just going to settle down and um get into a heteronormative relationship <laughs> where I bear a single child. Yes. <laughs> and um you know, just live my best life. What a that timeline also gets erased. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at the end of the most recent game, um, they they introduced the idea that there are these other kinds of gods <laughs> that control esoteric concepts like time. Mm -hmm. And so one of them, uh, Kronika, is like, hey, why are you guys messing with time? That's my job. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to actually erase your timeline and make my timeline where things are more like the other timeline, which I liked better. <sighs> And then they murder her, and then someone bec else becomes in charge of time, and it rewinds all the way before, um, even the like dawn of life in the realms. The Big Bang. So, mm hmm. Interesting. So, um, it's kind of wide open from here on out. Why is it so easy to murder the god of time? I feel like that should be a little harder. Yeah, the way they do it is pretty much just hand-to-hand -hand combat. <laughs> <laughs> Someone merges with Raiden, so they become like a god guy. Mm -hmm. Half god, half... Well, they basically they just become a god. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then take their incredible fighting skills. They're like... A, it's like a chosen one thing. It's like the chosen one who's just like a martial artist from Earthrealm is granted the power of a god and literally just beats... Kronika up enough to kill her. Damn. Because she's just like, yeah. That's kind of the thing they do in Mortal Kombat is it's like, yes, there are all these tiers of like creation, but if you go all the way to the root to up all the way to the root of it all, you just have like a slightly stronger like person who's in charge of everything. They're not like immortal. Okay. They're just. They're it's just democratic. Like yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's. Blaze's story, and that's Mortal Damn. Kombat. What do you think? I don't know. I <laughs> feel like I gotta think about this for a while. Yeah. Poor Blaze. It's a head scratcher. Ugh. I mean, and those two do little shit sons, like, that's just. Whenever you have two twin boys, it's just not a good time, I feel like. No. And when you name them, like, Taven and Dagon, I don't think you're really setting them up for success. No, not either. at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean,. Yeah, at least they didn't start, like, a venture capitalist firm, I guess. But, like, mm -hmm. this is still bad. I apologize if this was not something you tweeted, but I'm pretty sure it was. Did you tweet, like, yesterday that Trent Reznor is the best version of someone named Trent Reznor? I did, yes. I really enjoyed that. It was funny. I'm curious, like, you, you find out that someone named their kid Dagon. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think is in store for that kid? I mean, nothing good, right? i don't know <laughs> like dagon the best case scenario for a dagon is like hot wiring cars which is cool you know yeah but that's you see him running with like the fast and the furious familia yeah yeah i don't know dagon's not doing like doctors without borders i would say sure yeah yeah no that makes sense yeah and taven what are you thinking taven's slightly better Taven, best case scenario, starting like an annoying streetwear brand, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. an athleisure situation. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. You gotta. That's why names are important. Yeah. That's why Blaze. It's like yeah. he's Blaze. He's on fire. That's it. He's chill. He's he probably light light up a spliff with Blaze and damn. Have a nice afternoon. I mean, and he deserves it. Like. <laughs> oh man, are you kidding me? Yeah. I want Blaze to like move to Maine and like open a little coffee shop and just relax. Yeah, and at the coffee shop, it's like he. He brews the coffee with his own, like, body flames. Yeah, so someone like... appreciates him, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he does, like, Turkish coffee, so it's like, mm. you know, he can turn the flames on high and just puts the copper cup, like, right in his hand. Yes. And then when it's brewed, he's like, here you go, and you got the perfect amount of foam for a Turkish coffee, and it's like, yeah. Damn. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go inside and make a Turkish coffee once we're done. That sounds great. This. Yeah. And Blaze and I are married. As I said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you work at the shop? Um, uh, when, when I want to. Blaze got a large oh, nice. settlement yeah. from the Elder Gods, so I don't need to work. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Honestly, honestly sounds really nice. Curl up with a nice book. Damn. Hang out at the shop. And it's your shop, so it feels like home. Yeah. Everyone knows you. And he, like, singes the pages whenever they turn, but it's cute, and we all, we all like it. It makes it kind of, yeah, it feels lived in when you turn the page, and yeah. it, it gives it that nice kind of, like, burnt paper smell. Yeah, everything smells a little charred, but, you know, Blaze mm-hmm. is happy, finally. Yeah. Man. I love it. <laughs> I want this for Blaze. I think we need to do a whole new timeline. I'm going to punch that time god real quick and erase everything. Well, here's your chance, because mm-hmm. the last segment of the show is called Choose Your Destiny. Okay. And it's the segment in which I ask you, Amelia, now that you are familiar with the many realms and the many creatures that inhabit those realms, Mm -hmm. if Amelia Elizalde lived in the world of Mortal Kombat, who would she be? What would she be? Who would she be aligned with? What would she be up to? Who's Amelia in Mortal Kombat? I, well, you know what? I'm going to say not the cop. Mm -hmm. Not the Mm -hmm. cop. Um, Diplomatic answer, smart. Thank you so much. Not the little garbage sons. Um, I like mm-hmm. the idea of having a dragon. Yeah. Having yeah. a being. Oh, ooh. Being friends with. Being super okay. good friends with roommates even, maybe. Because um, mm-hmm. even in this world, I have a roommate. <laughs> I yeah, of course. can't conceive beyond that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... You know what? Actually, I like the idea of just being a movie star in this world where you can be like a god or anything, but you're just like an actor. I think that's fun. Mm. Okay, so you're a movie star in Earthrealm? Mm. In the Hell World. I like that. In Netherrealm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. coolest girl in Hell. That's what I would like to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the Netherrealm. Mm-hmm. You're just like, try, you're, try, you're looking around, you're like, look, Torture is like our main export, but uh-huh. does it have to be? Yeah. I want to start a motion picture industry. And because you're yes. kind of at the head of it, you are the, you know, the biggest star in, in the nether realm. I'm a studio executive in hell. You're a studio executive in hell where they belong. And 
You are fr- friends with a dragon. Who yeah. I, does the dragon help with the movies? He's my the assistant, the- but we're like friends. I'm okay. not, you know, yeah. Cr- cool. Mm-hmm. And like, are you trying to broker? That's really interesting and a very millennial perspective that you think you can be friends with your assistant. <laughs> um, doesn't seem, I wonder how the assistant feels, you know? Can they be honest with you? Is oh, it a real friendship? I don't know. No, he's got a lot. Yeah. No, he needs yeah, this job. You're like, it's like, you're not, you're not an employee. You're a part of the team. You're he does not get family. benefits. And it's like, it's cool that we text after 6 p.m. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, And like, you know, maybe you're trying to figure out like a distribution model to mm-hmm. get the movies distributed to the other realms. Mm-hmm. What's like your biggest hit about What is my biggest hit? Hmm. I would say it's like a meditative, like a Sufjan soundtrack, no punching mm. at all. Mm-hmm. Just like a, like a hanging out. Like a call me by your name. Okay. Yeah. To call me by your name. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Set in the nether realm, I assume, unless yeah. you got licensed to shoot in other locations. It is a call me by your name in hell. There's a peach in every yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's just like wall to wall peach scenes. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of cum in this. <laughs> okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's just like a full ninety minutes of like demons fucking peaches. Yeah, I introduced the concept but it's of quiet human and cum. romantic. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think that's it. Great. Um, that's a great offbeat answer to the question. You're not even involved in like these, these this war between the dimensions. No. You're like, unless they try to make you like a Lenny Riffenstahl kind of thing, and it's like we need you to make some like pro Nether Realm propaganda to like pipe yeah. into the other realm. No, I'm just yeah. doing deals, making art. Yeah, yelling at my dragon. Great. Yeah, sounds nice. I know. Sounds ideal. <laughs> yelling at your dragon, who who you consider your friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's a complex relationship. Yeah. He kills me. I understand. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> well, great. Um, that about wraps it up. Amelia, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanking, thank you for uh, helping to kick off season five. It only gets weirder from here. They were really, things were really getting off the rails by the time they were getting to the fifth game. Yeah, they sound like they're running out of stuff. <laughs> Mm, I wouldn't say they ever run out of stuff so much as find newer and even more bonkers levels. Um, by the time I get to the next season, we're talking about places like the Chaos Realm, where there are no rules. There's a Chaos the Realm? Realm? Where they love rules. <laughs> yeah, there's a realm where everyone's a cop, and there's a realm where no one's a cop. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Cop they say realm. goodbye instead of hello. That's fucked up. <laughs> It's so twisted. It's pretty twisted. Um, Amelia, if if people want more uh, Amelia Elizalda in their mm. lives, where can they find it? Um, I would say they can find me on Twitter uh, at Amelia Elizalde. And if you can figure out how that's spelled, then go on and find it. Great. <laughs> um, is there any, is there anything cool people should look out for that you've been involved with or that you have coming out? Ooh. Um. You know what? No. I mean, okay. You know what? Cool. <laughs> I'll recommend your reductors articles because I en- enjoy them. Thank you very much. They're fun. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. In Amelia's opinion, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
cool. Uh, well, thank you, Amelia. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And as always, finish him. <laughs>